Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. I am so delighted to be joined by one of my favorite authors and favorite people tonight. So please welcome Mr. Jim Ryan, author of Simple Happiness. Thank you. Thank Happy you. to be here, Stephanie. Oh, I'm thrilled that you're here. And, and we need Simple Happiness. And look at you. You even coordinated your shirt with your book. Was that on purpose? Uh, no. <laughs> no. no. Sometimes I, you wear blue, green. Just luck. Just, just luck. Just luck? You're yeah. not always looking so sunny? I always look sunny, but my clothes don't always, match my, don't always <laughs> match my disposition. But tonight I'm wearing yellow. This just happened to be, you know, I, I picked yellow because it, 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 it was vibrant. It, it jumped out at people. And then I find out later that psychologists say that yellow is a happy color. It is a happy color. Who knew? I, you know, well, certainly you couldn't have a book called Simple Happiness and it was like a gray cover. <laughs> I mean, that would look terrible. Yeah. Now, have you always been a happy person? I think, you know, I've been, I've been blessed to have an optimistic mother. I think that's part of my DNA. Uh, but I've always had a positive outlook on things. But later in life, I've really started to focus on happiness. Uh, why are some people seemingly in the exact same situation economically, socially, educationally? And some are happy as could be, and some are miserable. So right. I've always wondered why. So that kind of got me into this study of happiness. Well, it's true. They say that you know your your happiness does rise with your income to a point, mm -hmm. and then it drops off. You know, I mean, if you're really starving, it's kind of. Right, right. I mean, there are happy people who are starving, but it does rise a little bit, but then it drops off. So those super rich are not always very happy. Psychologists have been studying happiness for years now, and and the, and the bottom line is these externals, you could know 10 things about a person and only predict one-tenth of how happy they are. Really? They really mean very little in terms of the level of happiness and okay. the externals. So what possessed you to write a book about happiness? I'm a motivational speaker. I give talks on how to be happy, how to be at your best every day. I, I've been doing this for uh, professionally 15 years. Wow. And early on, I, I saw that some motivational speakers had books. And I wrote the book for two reasons. The, the first reason was to separate myself from other speakers who didn't have a book. It was, kind of, it <laughs> like was credibility. Right, it was, right. you know, gave me some depth. I love your honesty with that statement, too. <laughs> you know, I could send somebody to a, a, a prospect a book and they'd say, gee, he's got a book. Mm -hmm. And the other reason, which is just as important now as time goes on, is 
People at my talks get all excited about the possibilities of living a better life. But human nature being what it is, they tend to cool off over a period of time. Having the book gives them the opportunity to rekindle that excitement and remember the concepts that make sense to them. You're right, because while I was sitting there, if I was listening to a, an hour or two hour talk, I'd be thinking, yeah, 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 I could do this. And then I go home and I stub my toe, mm -hmm. or I get stuck in traffic, and all of your happy talk is just right out the window. Absolutely, and the other thing is, some companies will buy the book for the people who are at the at the program, and they'll use it in monthly meetings. To, the, the, the manager will say, let's read chapters 12 and 13, and we're going to discuss them at, at our next, uh, you know, meet, next monthly meeting. What so a great idea. It's like a good follow-up uh, for a company to maintain that spirit of happiness. I love that. Now let's backtrack. You've been a motivational speaker. So, so before you were an author, you were a speaker. Yes. What made you become a, a motivational speaker? Well, it, I've always been interested in personal development. I've always read a lot, gone to seminars, listened to tapes. It's always been an interest in my life. And about 19 years ago, I, I just realized I had all of this stuff in my head from my reading and so on. And I said, I got to get this stuff out of my head. What's the point of having it in my head? So I spoke to some friends and I was directed to the jail out in Yapank, out in eastern Long Island. And for the last 19 years, uh, I've gone there every Monday morning and I teach a class in personal development to men and now men and women who are locked up for multiple DWI convictions. Wow. I found that I was able to relate serious concepts in a way that's not threatening. Right. Um, and it was a turning point for me. They liked the program. They shake my hand. They say, thank you. It just fills me up to go there. I, I love going there. Wow. 19 19, 19 years you've been going to jail for 19 yep, years. And I walk out every Monday. So it's, so, it's, <laughs> so it's just the way you like jail. Just the way I like it. Yeah. And it's been a real uh, it's been a real kick. I mean the the response has been so positive. I just I wouldn't miss it unless I have to miss it. That's amazing. So before you even started going to jail, you were reading personal development books. Yes. What made you read them? Did Again, you feel like a need in I had, you? I, well, I had that question in my mind of why are some people happy and some people not happy? Right, right. And I decided, you know, I, I would read books by Jack Canfield and Wayne Dyer and Mike Dooley and, and a lot of the other right, right. personal development gurus. It, it was just a, a passion of mine. I wanted to learn more and more and more about that, that idea. I love the fact that you were reading these just out of your own whether it was curiosity, desire, and because you had so much information, you had this yearning to share it. That's amazing. Well, I was a teacher. In my first career, I was a junior high school French and Italian teacher, and a, a teacher is in me. You talk yeah. French and Italian? I talk, I talk okay, French. Okay, so when and are we going to Europe together? You know? <laughs> I, I could use a translator. I'll help you read the menus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I was a good teacher. I, I could relate to the kids, and, I, and that's always been in me. And I went on, after I left teaching, I went into business. I was a financial advisor, and my... Well, that's a swing. Yeah, but, yes, but the, my attitude was not so much I'm selling you something, but I'm educating you on what, what options are so that you could figure out, we could figure out together what your risk tolerance is, what right. your goals were. So it was still an element of teaching rather than selling. In, right. in that investment okay, business. Okay, I get that, it, you know, educating the consumer. Edu you know, and, and that, that was uh, fulfilling to me because right. uh, people really are at a loss for understanding, you know, the, the financial world. And my job was to, you know, fill them in on what the, you know, what the possibilities were. 
Right, right. So you went from teaching, and of all things, French and Italian. I'm blown. So it wasn't like you were even a guidance counselor. I was a guidance oh, counselor. You were a guidance counselor, too. What, or, what have you done, Ryan? Well, I've managed <laughs> tennis clubs. You know. During the summer, when I was teaching in the junior high school, the summer job was managing a tennis club out in the Hamptons. <laughs> And that was a wonderful job. My, we, would, we would move out to the Hamptons in the summer. My kids would come and take lessons at the club. And eight years of that, you know, teaching and then going to the Hamptons in the summer, I, I, again, I, I saw another possibility. I saw these wealthy people, all wealthy people from Manhattan, who were really nice people, right, right. good giving people, charitable people. And that was a learning experience for me. And after eight years, I said, you know what, I'm going to try something different. So I used my connections and got into business. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Look at this trajectory. I'm loving this. I had no idea. I've known you for years. I had no idea you were a tennis coach. I wasn't really the coach. I was. The, I managed the club. Managed. Managed but I did club. have an opportunity to play a lot of tennis. Okay. Okay. Well, I am just god-awful at tennis, so we will not do that for okay. our, uh, our meetups. Right. So you went from, from teaching and into finance and then into motivational speaking. Right. Now, motivational speaking, you're one-on-one -on -one with the inmates in the jail, but you also speak to huge groups, don't you? Yes. Well, in the jail, there there's a population uh, usually from 15 to 25 men and maybe from 10 to 20 women. So the men and women, they come and go. Right. So, but it's not one-on-one, -on -one, it's it's a group, uh, group session. Right. And, you know, Three years into that, teaching the, at the jail, I said, you know, these folks like the message. Maybe people on the outside will like it. So I came up with a talk, and I wrote to libraries here on Long Island, and I started giving talks on how to be happy in libraries. And people came. They liked it. I got good feedback. One talk led to another. And then I wrote the book wow. after, you know, just to, as I said, to separate myself from other speakers. Now, here's a crazy question. Are you ever, like, not happy? That that's, a, that's a question I get, especially from my sister-in-law. <laughs> Do you really? I'm sure people must ask you, are you ever not happy? And I always say, I'm working on it. Yes, I mean, there are times when I'm, I'm not, you know, bubbly and, you know, happy as could be. Yeah, there are sad times. I mean, you are, are human. We all are. And, and, and moods, you know, they come and go. But I, I try to recognize my mood and understand that it's not terminal. And I try to notice it and, and switch my, uh, have a, a turn in consciousness to, to change my mood. That's what I talk about. So I try to live what I talk about. Right. Wow. Now, when you first started writing the book, because I want to talk a little bit about writing process, and I know that you haven't just written this. You've written other smaller books, and, and you write uh, newsletters and things, all sorts of um, writing process-wise. Do you, do you sit down with a pen and paper? Do you type? What do you do? We were on, my wife and I were on vacation, uh, and I said, why don't you go shopping today? And I, 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 so I sat down on the, the patio of our condo, and I, I brainstormed 50 or 60 titles of chapters, chapter titles. And then when we came home, see, I, I, I fashioned the book after Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and It's All Small Stuff by ah. Richard Carlson. He's yes. written a, a series of those books. And I, I wanted to pattern it in that manner because I wanted to have short chapters where it was... It was a friendly book where people could yes. put, pick it up and put it down and get an idea and work on that idea. So I got to 50 or 60 ideas. Then my, my method of writing was I'd wake up early, 5.30, I'd make a pot of coffee and I would sit at my kitchen table with a yellow pad and a pen and I would write. And I would write for 45 minutes. 
I didn't want to make it drudgery. Right, Sometimes right. it flowed in 45 minutes and I was done in less than that time. Sometimes the, the, the writing wouldn't come and I would, you know, just close the, close the pad in 45 minutes. Then I, at the time I had an assistant who would then type the manuscript into a Word document. Okay. And she was the first reader of, of, the, of the work. And she noticed that. She said to me, Jim, you start off real good on every chapter, but at the end it's like kind of like, <laughs> like, like you want to get done. So that was really positive, good feedback for me. So I, I realized I had to be strong at the end as well. So that was right. real good feedback. Wow. So that's how it was done. And then, I, I like that you had a method, that it yes. wasn't just haphazard. It sounds very organized. The alarm goes off. You go downstairs. You have the coffee, the yellow legal pad, 45 minutes on the clock. I think for me, discipline is very important, and I'm a morning person, so that worked well for me. Everybody has a different way of, you know, when they're at their best. Some people stay up late at night. That was my method, right. and that was a discipline that really helped me focus and get it done. That's fabulous. Well, you know, statistics say that 90% of the people polled in this world want to write a book. Yeah. So, you know, more people want to write a book than want to win the lottery, for goodness <laughs> sakes. And, and you did it. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody wants to and you did it. That's why I love hearing about process yeah. because, you know, I don't want to certainly demean what writing a book is, but it's not brain surgery. It's something that the way you're outlining it, you wake up every morning, you have a discipline, you do it and, and step by step by step and then voila, oh, there's, there's a, a book, book yep. which is which is so encouraging to people in that vast majority who want to write a book to hear. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's part of my, and I'll use the word charm, you know, or... I think you're charming. Well, <laughs> you know, my story is, is very interesting to people yes. because of the things that I've done and, and I've, I've written a book, you know. Yes, you have. And I, I, it, it makes me feel good that I've accomplished something that many people want to accomplish. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. And, yeah. uh, and you have accomplished it in writing the book, but also in who you are and that you've obviously embraced all of these principles. You, you, be, you must believe them. People, I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on every one of those principles, yes. Yeah. Now, any, any little tidbits you can share with us, like, you know, we can hang our hat on? Well, people ask me, they say, Jim, I want to be happy. How, how do I get started? Right, right. And I always tell them two things. Number one, you got to want to be happy. Intention. What kind of a life do you want for yourself? Because people think they're stuck. People think they're victims. People think they have no power from within. But they, that they, we really do. We 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 fashion our life by our our daily actions and our thoughts and our and our notions and so on. So number one, you got to want to be happy. Because so many people, you know, they wear their stress like a badge. You know, they just and, and they feel stuck. So that's number one. Got to want to be happy. And number two, gratitude is the place to start. Everybody has things they can be grateful for. But the problem is, so many times people are thinking of what they're not grateful for. They're thinking of their lack versus their abundance. And when I say abundance, I don't mean millionaire, mansions, ocean liner boats, just you know, health, family, um, you know, intellectual ability, little things that, right. that we can be grateful for and hang on to. All of a sudden, our, starts, our life starts to get better if we can focus on gratitude and abundance versus lack. Okay. Well, let's go back to that first one, that we need to 
want to be happy. Yes. Are there people who don't want to be happy? They don't realize that, that it's a choice. They, they just, they live by default. Okay. <clears throat> they've, you know, they've grown up in a family or, or not, in a, you know, whether it's functional or, or dysfunctional, they don't realize the power that they have to make choices that bring them happiness. They just say, this is who I am, that's how I've always done it, and they go on their, you know, their, their pathway to their life, not realizing that they can divert the pathway to a better life through choices, through hanging on to you know, better thoughts. And, and just, it's, really, it's really simple, not easy. Right. Not easy at all to, okay. to change who we are, but little by little, you know, little by little we can make, take baby steps, and it starts off first thing you wake up in the morning. Um, I tell, I say to people, you know, what's your thought when you, when you throw your legs over the side of the bed and stand up? And I said, it could be, thank God I can get out of bed by myself. That one little, a mundane activity that so many of us just take for granted. You know, the feet hit the floor and, and our mind starts to run in a million different directions about what's going to happen during the day. Take that second or two and be grateful for that ability. And that's a little habit that can start to change your life. You walk down to the bathroom, I say to the group, what's your thought? I said, don't tell me. <laughs> I said, it could be, thank God I've got indoor plumbing. You know, these, the, I bet you there's more people in the world without indoor plumbing it's than true. with it, you and know, we take it for granted. You're, you're so right about that. Little things like that, and people can relate to that. Not, right. We're not going to change ourselves 100, you know, 180 degrees in a day, but little by little we can develop new positive habits of gratitude that everything can change. You're right. So waking up in the morning and saying, ah, I didn't get any enough sleep last night and I hate mornings, and that's not the way to start. Well, I mean, that's a way to start, <laughs> but it's not the way to happiness. Right. It's right. Uh, starting off, again, it's by intention. These things don't happen by accident. When you stand up and say, thank God I can get out of bed by myself, you've taken that, you've conjured that thought up to yourself, and you've done it. And then guess what? If you did it once, you can do it again, and you can do it again. And little by little, that starts to become a habit. Our life is really nothing more than a bunch of habits that we've developed. And unfortunately, some of the habits are not bringing us happiness. Right. Now, I'm sure over all these years, you've seen some incredible transformations of people. Any you want to share with us? Well, uh, yes. Um, I did a retreat in a church in, I think it was North Merrick. And I didn't even... See, I, I deal with big groups of people, right, and, and right. you don't really know, you know, what, you know, what, how it's penetrating people's lives. Sure. But this, uh, this, so I gave this talk, and, and the man came for all three nights of the retreat. Then I met him when I gave a keynote address at a school district, and he came up to me. And we were having coffee before the program, and he introduced himself to me, and he said, "You know, I thought I was never going to be happy again. My, my father had died." And I was just lost. He says, I came to your talk and everything changed. Wow. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, I, then at, at, at the school district, I had him give me a little testimonial video. And, you know, it's just, it's so powerful. Oh gosh. That, that people, if people are ready to, to make, you know, to, ready to move, it, it can be very exciting. You know what's so amazing? You, you just happened to meet this man by chance the second time. Yes because your paths crossed since you were the speaker at another one of his events. How many people are out there? I mean, over the years, how many people have you spoken to? Thousands? Yeah, m multiple thousands. That, that could be out there that are feeling that same transformation. And you'll unfortunately never know. 
you know. I, and it's great to just know that it must be. It, it's gratifying, you know, it's, it's very gratifying when I do get that feedback, and I do get feedback, you know, people are very, sometimes very forthcoming and, 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 and grateful. Right. Um, this sounds a little morbid, but at times I feel if, if, if God were to take me today, I'd say... Not while we're filming. Not <laughs> today, I'd say now. Okay, good. <laughs> I've done all right. Oh, yeah. I, you know, uh, not that I'm satisfied, but I'm gratified and, and feel good about what I'm doing. Yeah. And the book is a big part of that. That's fabulous. And, and the thousands of people who, whose lives, you know, you have no idea. I talk about uh, tossing a, po a pebble onto a pond. Right. And it goes bloop. And then what happens? The ripples go out. And we, we never know where the ripples are going. That's true. I, I tie that in with, with a very poignant story about my life, but everybody does good things. And, and, and not because they're, we're trying to do anything special, we're just trying to be good people. But we never know where those ripples are going. So it's good to keep that in mind as we go about our goodness, our kindness, our, yeah. our charity, our friendliness. It, it makes a big difference. Yes, because the opposite is also true. If you're nasty to somebody, and now they had a bad day, and they're so on and so on, and you don't know where that ripple went either. There's ripples there too. Uh -huh. Ripples there too. And sometimes we're the, the, the I won't even say beneficiary of it, but we're it the, happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Somebody snaps at you, and I'll find myself saying that to people. If someone says, "I can't believe that they were so nasty," you know, you don't know what happened to them today. Listen, two sides to every story. Absolutely. You know, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Now, you've made amazing transformations. Can I hate to say, can this work for anybody, but is there anybody who is just so unhappy? Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, yes. But, and some people take, you know, some, coming to one of my talks may or may not make a difference. It may, may, I try to, my goal is to get people's minds to be open to the possibilities of living a good, happy life. That's all I can do. Right. I can open that, if I can crack that shell a little bit and give, people an idea about, yeah, happiness is possible. So that's my, my job as a speaker when these big groups is to open people's eyes. Right. Um, and hopefully they'll read, a, uh, you know, take it from there, read my book, read hundreds of other books right, right. on personal development because I've struck a chord with them. Well, what are some of your favorites? Uh, that's, uh, I guess your favorite genre to read is personal development? Well, I'm forcing myself to read novels. Are and, you and, really? And Good for and, you. Uh, biographies, yes. <gasps> I have well, that's new. Well, yes it is. <laughs> I'm reading a book about Mr. Rogers now. Uh, oh, well, he's pretty happy. His biography, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I, I've read a lot of Wayne Dyer's books. I've read a lot of, I've read Tony Robbins. I've read um, Jack Canfield is, is one of my favorites. I love favorites. Jack Canfield, One of my yes. favorites. You know, we're, we're contemporaries, so I, I relate very, and he, was, he came from education. Well, okay, it's very funny you say that about you being contemporaries because now I realize that I have a Jack Canfield book like in my bathroom, and I feel like it's you. Yes, you look like him on the cover, too. <laughs> Except he wears a darker suit and you wear the yellow The Success shirt. Principles. The Success Principles, that's great, the one. It's a great it's a book. fabulous book. Great book, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Similar to mine, but you know, a little more in-depth and a little more uh, interviews and, and right, stories, right. but similar in, in focus. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Great recommendation for anybody who wants Absolutely. to. I bought it for my kids. Did uh, you? My kids have a copy of that book. Yeah. Is there any book that you wish you could read? I don't know, that book or another one? Uh, write, rather. That... <sighs> 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a book in my head and, and you know, it's, I'm a human being and, and, and one of the things that holds me back is this was a good book. People mm -hmm. really, have, oh, yeah. it's been very well received. Will I be able to, to capture that again? You know, that's one of the things. And again, it's something that I've got to, I've got to say, so what? Do it. it Who cares? It, it is scary after the first one is a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I'm, I'm working. I, I do retreats in churches, and I'm working on a Catholic book. Okay. And that, uh, you know, I've got many ideas. So we've got to capture it in a bottle I got to get up for, I got to get up at 5.30 I was going to say, morning. you got that legal pad going again? I got it. That's what I got to do. That's what yeah. you got to do. Mm -hmm. You got to get that yellow legal pad in the so 45 minutes. So I can tell minutes. people. I did it again. I bet you can do <laughs> I, it again. I can. I mean, that you did it once. That's right. I mean, sometimes I feel like that if I play golf, not nearly as well as you. That once in a while that you you, you swing and it's wow, yeah. look at that go. Nick can't do that again. Yes, you can. <laughs> but yes. you can. Yes. You can right. absolutely yeah. do that again. So I got to listen to my own my own message. That's right. what I've got to do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the success principles are all those other books. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's important to be compassionate with yourself. Don't get angry with yourself. Oh, it's I a like long that. life. Self-care, I like that. Yeah, th th those are two uh, chapters in my book. Uh, be, be the compassionate observer of yourself. It's a long life. And, and it, it helps you relax and accomplish things without the stress of, oh, I got to do it. Oh, I got to do it. And beating yourself up because you're not doing it. Right. You get to it. I like that. It's all good. You know, we're too much in a competitive and self-competitive. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody thinks that they've got to do everything yesterday. Right. Better, faster, higher, stronger, you know. Mm -hmm. Enjoy every day. Live in the moment. I like that. Live yeah. in the well, moment. Well, that's uh, not my idea, but it's certainly... Yeah, but it's a good idea. It helps keep your equilibrium. So Live you in don't the moment get, and So you don't get moment. too low. You know, you, you catch yourself before you go down that downward spiral. One of the chapters in my book, oops, there I go again. When I catch myself in a, in a negative thought or in an anxious thought, right. I say to myself, oops, there I go again. And then I stop that negative downward spiral and I go to a better feeling thought and I'm back to where I want to be. Well, that sounds so much kinder the way you said, oops, there I go again, instead of, I can't believe you did that again, you dumb, you know. <laughs> well, that, again, we, our self-talk is so important. Self-talk, that's what you call that, talking. That's yeah, right. okay. Yes, self-talk. We, we talk ourselves into things and out of things. Mostly, we talk ourselves out of things. Yes. And we, I do, in one of my talks, I do a demonstration in three different chairs of, of what we tell ourselves about our life. Right. And it's, it's, it's real. You know, what we tell ourselves about who we are, what we're capable of, is our life. It is. So we got to be kind to ourselves. And don't pick out the negative things because we've all messed up. We've all had issues that we're not really proud of. But hey, we've all done good things too and there's more good in the offing. Right. My best days are ahead of me. I think we are our own worst enemies. Often, often are. In can, many, many ways. The idea is to be your own best friend. Oh, I like that. We could do that. <laughs> okay, so, so we need to make the decision to be happy. Yes. We need to be grateful. Yes. And we need to be our own best friend. I like that. Yep. You know, that yep. we have a tendency to be our own worst enemy in yep. things. Yep. That self-talk. And, and just pay attention to the self-talk. Listen to yourself. And when you, when you catch yourself telling yourself something that's not in your best interest, keep quiet. <laughs> Shut that voice up. It's not... I use the, I use the, and our thoughts are the same thing. Our thoughts and our self-talk are, are one and the same. And I say to my audiences, does that thought serve you? Mm. Does it serve you? Or does right. it 
disserve you. Right. So often we're hanging on to these thoughts that don't serve us. And it's just a, it's a skill. It's a skill to let go of those negative thoughts and hang on to the ones that serve me. It takes practice, but it's worth it. Love that. And love having you here. Now, where can we get more Jim Ryan? Where can we find you online? I have two websites. Uh, JimRyanTalks.com okay. is my first website. And my newer website is Catholic Retreats with Jim Ryan. So there's plenty of information. There's Terrific. videos. There's and we can, information. And we can get our hands on this so we can learn to be happy. That's right. And make the decision to be happy. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.